On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we are going to review the Nets' massive, game-changing NBA trade deadline, which they didn't do anything. They didn't even mm. trade Spencer Dinwiddie. What's going Stuck. on? Is Sean Marks doing Stuck. anything? What are you doing? So we're going to talk about that. We're talking about the inaction is actually action, is what we're going to talk <laughs> about. And we have a bit ranking the other team's trades in terms of how scary they are for the Nets. We're going to tier them, and we'll get into the tiers later in the pot. Coming up. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike, your sailor, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. NetsDaily.com. Our mailbag is mm. netspot at gmail.com. Go on iTunes, rate and subscribe us, and go to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash GlueGuys to get the latest offer to get behind that paywall. Brian, uh, the Nets are back. We've been neglecting our, our mailbag, and that's... That happens from time to time, and I and I always hate it. It's like, <laughs> you know, when you've got that that email from your aunt that's been sitting there for three weeks, and you know that sure. you know you, it's something, you know, you need to respond, and it's out of love. You know, it's not because like you don't love your aunt. It's just now it's gone on too long, and you just it piles up in the guilt, and you just now and then suddenly you're up at six, five in the morning, heck, four in the morning, and you can't sleep, and all of a sudden, anyways, Mike, what do we? The, well, the worst feeling is so for this. This is personal. Okay. If my grandma e- emails me, I don't immediately email back. I feel terrible. No. And, and the thing is, when I do email her back, she immediately responds over that. So she's indicated right. that she's been waiting for the reply. And right. often I don't reply for many, many months. Bad, bad grandson. What are you going to do? Anyways, you know who's a bad grandson? Sean Marks. Because he didn't make any deals. What is he doing? With the Brooklyn Nets. He's, he's kicking Nets his feet up. Anything. Kicking his feet up on the desk. Just, what is he doing? He's probably... Drinking, drink with a Foster's. A Modelo. Yeah. A Modelo is, is <laughs> right. apparently a fan of Modelo's. Yeah. That's what he's, he seems to always give out to Nets fans. No. Um, do, um, do, do Kiwis do the, the Foster's or is it just, or are they, is that beef? Would they not do that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, so in my head, New Zealand is like right up against Australia. Right. But in reality, right, isn't it? thousands of miles isn't there some massive amount of distance between yes cult spiritually yes. spiritual distance anyway spiritual what, what do they do what they do let's get into it anyway so the nets um the nets didn't do anything the nets were rumored for for many days in fact weeks not by me they were not they were me. gonna take spencer dinwiddie's mm-hmm. contract uh which is could be an expiring everyone expects spencer to opt out at the end of the season and to flip it for a player that could be useful right now and into the rest of the season. We don't know what Spencer Dinwiddie's health is, but the Nets did nothing. They didn't change a single thing from their team, which has been changed a lot over the year. But um, let's start with this, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Before we even get to the emotional, I think we should save the emotional part about Spencer Dinwiddie. It'll be hard. Episode. I'm not going to be able to. It'll pour, it'll pour bottle out. It up. <laughs> bottle it up. Oh, okay. I'm used to that. I know that. Um, are you Okay. But <laughs> not a single move was made. Are are you upset? Are you disappointed that not a single move was made? Um. Well, it's not that. I guess I haven't tapped into upset or. I like how you said 
not emotional. And then it's just, are you upset and confused? Is this what you team me up for? So, yeah. uh, in a non-emotional way, I'm upset. No, I, uh, I, I'm not even there yet. I'm more, more just kind of like thinking about what it actually says about the Spencer Dinwiddie relationship to management. And, you know, not even if he's coming back or not, I'm not even like there yet, but like what it means for the rest of that contract. Um, because, you know, everyone does expect him to opt out. Um, and I, the market for what Spencer Dinwiddie's bringing is interesting. I don't know that it's super clear. Um, but I don't know. For me, it's like a vote of confidence in his and mutual, some mutual desire to make something work. I mean, otherwise it's a, um, it's a, just a big fat net loss. And from a managerial perspective, that's not something that Sean Marks is used to taking on the chin. You know, he's, he's, he's the kind of guy that, That'll, um, you know, at least squirt out a second rounder or something, but, um, <laughs> you know, he so, is nicknamed Squirtle amongst that's, NBA. That's true. Personnel on the inside. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm always, <laughs> he's not quite a blastoise, no. but he, he, he certainly Presty is the blastoise. That's right. What's the net? What's above a blastoise? There's. War turtle? This, War turtle? This is your territory, Mike. You know <laughs> yeah, this. And, and stop I flexing on me. <laughs> okay. Let me, I'm going to Google it to just ensure yeah. accuracy. I'm sure, I'm it's, sure it's like a War I'm turtle. I'm sure that's right. Um, War turtle. Not yeah. that I have. I just, I, I missed it. I missed Pokemon. I don't know why. I, I don't know how. Um, oh, no. I think Blastoise is above a War turtle. I apologize to everyone. Yeesh. Yes. Yikes. Um, so, so I think anyways, there's a few. Yeah, please. Go ahead. I think there's a few things at play. So. There's the whole, like, I think there's, like, the 5% chance the Nets are, like, maybe Dinwiddie will be back for the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? There's, you could say it's 3%. You could say it's 6%. I think it's within that percentile that he could be back maybe for the playoffs. I don't think they're banking on it, but I'm just saying. There's that chance. They obviously probably didn't get the offers that they wanted to. There were a lot of guards available on expiring contracts. Well, can I also say... All of the offers that people were talking about seemed like way maybe too good for what I, I mean, like there was normal for an injured player. For, who there were, yeah, for that you're contract, have to pay a yeah. bunch of money to, and and also there's no guarantee. I mean, it could out. Yeah, anyways, so there's a there's a bunch of you know not sure things surrounding that whole deal, and for Norman Powell's name to be thrown out there, and even like sure. you know Kendrick Dunn has not have, or none has not have a good year, but like that's you know value valuable pieces at one point he looked like he a potential starting point guard so i don't know there was like names that were being thrown around and i was like this cannot be right something's off here well even like gary trent jr who's not he's not didn't what he interprets he's not like a lead guard he's more of a wing but he got moved in the norm powell deal and so that means he was available to be had there were teams that could have had him for a certain price um so i think there's like there's a kind of a, a market i mean like i would even put evan fournier within the realm of like, if you're going to pay Dinwiddie next summer, Dinwiddie's a better ball handler, better initiator of offense than Fournier. But Fournier is a really good shooter, and he's going to be available. And there's going to be a lot of guys like Dinwiddie. And for your, if you're another team, it's like, why would you give up anything, again, for a guy who's rehabbing a serious injury and may not play for your team ever? Um, so I think for the Nets, it's like the market probably wasn't there as much as we were led to believe. Uh, there's a small chance that Dinwiddie could come back. And... I think there's like the third sort of level to this where let's say Dinwiddie doesn't come back. He does opt out. He's a sign and trade candidate for another team and the Nets can get a second round pick for him in a sign and trade scenario or maybe even a highly, highly protected first round pick, right? Like it, the, the Nets technically got um, or could have gotten the Warriors first round pick for, for D'Angelo Russell in the sign and trade that sent him to the Warriors. 
So it's like, if, if you're Marks, you're kind of sitting there like, I'm sure he wasn't getting the offers that he wanted. Maybe he's playing the 5% chance that Dinwiddie's going to come back. And he knows that even in the offseason, if Dinwiddie opts out, it gives them options to say, okay, what's the price going to be on Dinwiddie to resign him? Maybe that's attractive for them. Or sign and trade. Let's flip him to whoever the team is and get mm-hmm. a second round pick. Uh, but I, I began all this. Mm, all right. Please. Because again, I, I, there was there's a little, it wasn't full anxiety. You know, it wasn't like um, you, you're you're on a long road trip and you're just not seeing a really good bathroom to be able to stop at. You're not sure. You, you have to you have to go to the bathroom. You're, and you're you, one of those types who will like you can size up a bathroom from 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 afar and know whether that's going to be for you. But I also have no bathroom allergy in terms of I'll I'll go to the bathroom anywhere. Yeah, I I've, have. I've been blessed with that as well. It could yeah. be it could be a pretty repulsive situation, and I'll. Well, I think we we went to Syracuse. A, uh, a giant Syracuse toilet ha- <laughs> has. <laughs> Trough at the Carrier Dome. If you haven't been to Syracuse, yeah. the, instead of urinals, is just a trough for all Dude, the men. I have a like a very clear childhood memory of going to a Giants game. At, you know, like for the first time, maybe like nine years old or something, and not being mentally or physically prepared for the mayhem, the the <laughs> the Brigalian nightmare that was the bathroom. Uh, and like, yeah, just like being that close to that amount of, and also at that age, you know, you're not at the height you want to be to avoid seeing some, some terrible things. So uh, yeah, it stuck with me. And that's, that's my story. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're, still there, like right, <laughs> right at the very <laughs> just, beginning of your memories. Yeah. It's the fear and the pain. Formative, incredibly formative. Um, I forget. I don't know why that was brought up. Oh, little anxiety. Little anxiety. Little anxiety. <laughs> I think there was some element from Nets fan base that I've heard of like they didn't do anything. Like you know, like obviously they had gotten James Harden. That's a fairly big step. Uh, Alize Johnson, which I think we should probably have an Alize Johnson conversation at some point in this pod. Like hmm. he looked amazing uh, in the terrible Jazz game, but um, yeah. they didn't do anything. Do you care? We haven't even talked about the Portland Trailblazers game, which was like a incredible game yeah that was beautiful i mean we, yeah, should we not talk yeah, about the jazz prob- game yeah, just- <laughs> we probably don't even anyways um you teed me up for something and i and i went in a totally different direction what was it basically do you care they didn't do anything does it does it damage what the nets are trying to accomplish you know it was funny i wish i had quadrupled down on my the thing the thinking that I had at the time when we talked with you and Alex Schiffer and you guys were all like, actually, you kind of had the right beat on this, which was that you're 40% sure, I think is the number that you came out with, that Thank they you. weren't going to trade Spencer Dinwiddie um, and at the time. And that turned out to be more more correct than not. Um, am I upset? No. And I was saying that, like, you know, our rotation as it presently stands, d- d- I don't get enough of what I what we already have to to want to add more things. I would <laughs> I would like to see more Blake Griffin. I think he looked uh, he's been looking interesting. Um, obviously, Nick Claxton's having a moment. We you know we talk about that every week. But yeah, I mean, like our I, we, it was funny because we presumably traded away all of our depth in the James Harden thing. But like I just I feel like how do I get more of these weird depth players on our bench into the game you know not even weird i mean blake griffin blake griffin's not weird um but yeah i mean like he gave room for bruce brown to to be the supernova that he's become so um yeah in in my mind i don't know that there's a whole lot of holes to fill which is a crazy thing to say like we you know it's funny i was thinking about this too when we're you know you have this like elite team of superstars and everything and i feel like every week we spend so much time talking about 
you know, improving around the margins. And that's kind of what you have to do when you have like the star players of their quality. Like if you're, I'm sure the Lakers fans are, they're used to this and that's the thing that they always do, which is like, you don't really pick apart what LeBron and AD are doing, but you know, Kuz is on your radar <laughs> and in big time. So and it's actually those kind of like middle guys too that get the worst of it. You know, the Shamets, Shamets and the Kuzes. That that's the that's the parallel. <laughs> They're just in that that cushy middle. The Oreo it's not cushy. Filling. It's not. It's it's not. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's not. Tyler Johnson is in the cushy fringe. It's uh, the nine year old. Going to the bathroom in the middle. That's right. He's, that's where they are. He's <laughs> staring. Just, they're getting pissed on. Literally, <laughs> literally just, just getting rained with pubic hair. Um, the, <laughs> sorry, um, but yeah. yeah. So that's all to say. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about that. And if I, you know, if I, I couldn't think of an extra player that I wanted to add. People were talking about like Mason Plumlee and stuff. And I was like, no, Stop. I don't. I don't want it. Uh, I don't want Mason Plumlee. Yeah, I've seen, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've fallen in love with him in some way again if he no, joined the Nets no. again. But the, so everyone was like, oh, the Nets have no depth once they traded for Harden. And now it's like, as you said, can we get Bruce Brown more minutes? Can we get Nick Claxton more minutes? You know, this team is fairly loaded. There are things that they don't have that were just hard to get with what the Nets do have. Like the thing that I, the when we had our, our pod with Alex Schiffer, I had brought up maybe a Dinwiddie to Dallas for Josh Richardson, just because I don't think Dallas is really going to compete for a championship this year. They've wanted Dinwiddie, it seemed like, for a while. It kind of fit. And the thing that the Nets do need, I would say, is just like wing defender bro, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. Jeff Green used to be that, but he's kind of shifted more towards four or five. Blake, obviously, like they just don't have... KD is a wing defender, but you're not going to deploy Kevin Durant to stop, name whoever, LeBron James for the full stretch of the game. Bruce Brown is probably going to have to draw LeBron James in that situation because we're looking at the finals. Bring it that's on. the only thing we Bring it on. I mean, that's what Bruce told us, yeah. right? It's like, mm-hmm. it was like, I've stopped him every time. So yeah. I was like, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, Bruce, Come on. confidence. Um, but. Here's the thing. The the, it, the roster construction is not over, Brian, because a very key – there's many waves to the NBA transaction market. There's free agency. There's draft. There's the early season trades as the guys who complain about the teams that they're on, they finally get traded, like James Harden. There's the trade deadline, which was a fantastic trade – fantastic trade deadline. We mm. had weird trades. We had – it was a lot of mid-tier stuff. We had the threat of like the Lowry trade sprinkled across we were the looming danger. Yeah. The Jaws theme music bum bum of the Lowry trade was floating above us and it yeah. never ha- we never saw the shark. Yeah. Um just like in the movie, you know, it's 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 yeah. late in the movie where you don't see it until you see I've the shark. I've only seen the sequels. Yeah. Never seen Smart. Jaws. Um but the buyout market. The buyout market is the next wave. Wow. Of and let me just throw some names out to you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're hearing names. There's already been reporting about where these people are going to go. So it's a little less sexy. Um, Andre Drummond. We've talked about him for months. It feels like uh, there's many teams that may be uh, attached to him. And I have, we have some fun reporting about that. Otto Porter, who got traded to Orlando Magic. He's staying for now. I think Chris Haynes reported. Yeah. But there are a lot of teams, Chris Haynes says, <clears throat> that uh, would be very interested. No J.J. Reddick. Not enough time spent. Let's finish the list. Let oh, sorry. Austin Rivers, 
I think he could be out there and no one wants him. I'm just saying his name. And LaMarcus Aldridge has already been bought out, but it's believed he's going to Miami. What were you going to say? It was, it was complete bullshit. So I'm glad you stopped me, but it was about <clears throat> not enough credit being given to the name Otto. Like it's just a, such a good, such a rare and good name. More autos in the, in the world. Um, what's the, what's the term when a word can be flipped upside? Can oh, be flipped? a uh, palindrome. That's a palindrome. How many palindromes are there right now in the NBA? You know? Right. Not enough. Not enough. Not nearly. That, um, I mean, that's what they ever been. Everyone's been saying that for, for a long time. Does LaMarcus Aldridge on the heat, does that give you cold pause. chills? Does that give you pause? <laughs> it it gives me slight pause because the heat have been playing much better lately. Sure. And we'll talk about the scariness rankings. Yeah. And Oladipo was on them. So, but I'll, I'll include it here for a second. Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. and LaMarcus Aldridge going to the heat. And they basically lost no one. That yeah. is a little scary. It's yeah. a little scary. Sure. Um, yes. But it also, I think LaMarcus Aldridge, I think he could be more productive than a Blake Griffin. Like if you just put him on any team in the league, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is going to get more points and more rebounds in a game than Blake. Mm-hmm. But I like Blake better for this team just because he has a little more versatility to his game. And I think he's in a better place in his career. He's he is ready for the comfortable fifteen minutes a game lifestyle, whereas yeah. Lamarcus yeah. may have a hard time adapting to that. Um, I don't. I really don't think if so. Uh, out of Drummond, Porter, Austin Rivers, I keep saying I know no one wants to cares about Austin Rivers. I do, but no one else do does. You? Lamarcus Aldridge, yeah, a little bit. I like him. I've hmm. always liked him, but he doesn't really fit this team. Um, I don't. I think Drummond's going to go to the Lakers or. The Knicks. There's been a lot of fresh reporting how the Knicks are going after him. It's because of an interesting element. The Knicks have $15 million in cap space, and they can actually give LaMarcus Aldridge, a f- John Hollinger of The Athletic wrote this in his story, they can give him a prorated deal, four-year, $64 million right now because they have that much space. So where everyone else, it's like a minimum, he could get a contract right now. Um, I'm trying to just, think if Tibbs greenlights that. I, I wonder if if Tibbs is a Drummond guy. I think I think it would be coming partly from Tibbs. I think probably in his mind, they well one. I don't think they're as in love with Mitchell Robinson as maybe Knicks fans are. And I think with Tibbs, he would think, oh, I can grab Drummond. Maybe he doesn't care about the money, and I can turn him into like a really strong defensive force next to Julius Randle. <laughs> And then we have a tough squad going into the playoffs. There was um, a um, – I would love it, though. A yeah. really good um, image, I believe I, – I don't know where the source was, but it was. It landed in the Glue Guys Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Join. Link is in the bio of our Twitter page, at Guys. Go wow. get, join that Discord. We, it pops off during the games. Anyways, um, there was an image that had a matrix of uh, all the centers in the league, and it was divided by um, – finishing rate and ability to get to the rim. So they had done some math about how often they can get themselves to point blank uh, shooting range and then how often they actually shoot successfully from there. And all alone on a complete satellite was Andre Drummond, who uh, succeeds very mightily at getting to the rim and is pitiful at actually finishing. It's a really interesting data point. And I got to say, so – I like Andre Drummond because he's a big dude. And again, potato sack defense. He could potato sack his way against Joel Embiid. Um, Nick Claxton is way more interesting of a player at this point, I yeah. think. Yeah. And he's better for the team because the team does need Claxton's one through five switching. 
Um, Otter Porter, out of those names, we're not going to get J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick was traded to Dallas. Kind of glad we're not getting J.J. Redick. You know, Brian and I have faced a lot of competition in the Nets podcasting realm. That's right. Over the past year. Slayed a few dragons. But that one, that one, that's smog <laughs> that's, right there. <laughs> yeah. That's a beast yeah. uh, that, that we cannot tackle. So uh, we're, we're glad that JJ Redick isn't becoming a Nets podcaster. But Otto Porter is, Sean Marks obviously loves Otto Porter. He was the one who gave him the big contract that Otto Porter is still currently eating off of. Um, Sean has shown a uh, proclivity for grabbing guys that he gave big contracts to and bringing them back. He brought Alan Crabb in. Uh, obviously, Tyler Johnson. Porter would actually help the Brooklyn Nets. He would play maybe 12 minutes a game, but he's a wing defender who shoots threes. And he would give you a lot of position versatility. And if he became available, I would actually hope that the Nets would throw like whatever, the taxpayer mid-level. Like I hope they would step up because I think he's a kind of a guy who they don't really have. And he is a really good shooter and positional versatile. So... Um, I can see it. I can see it. That's the name. All right. Um, let's do this. Take a quick break. Okay. And coming back, mm-hmm. we're going to do scariness rankings Ooh. of the traits. And we are back. Um, so what we're going to do now is because this is a Nets centric podcast and what we care about is the Brooklyn Nets. What we're going to do is we're going to look at the big deals of the NBA trade deadline and a few of the non deals and rank them in tiers. And you'll be able to actually watch this tiering process on our YouTube page. Search. I think you would just search the glue guys on YouTube. Hopefully we pop up at some point. We'll we'll tweet out a link uh, so that you'll be able to see this. You'll actually be able to watch the tiering process. But of course, you can follow along with us on the podcast as well. We are going to rank the and we're going to tier the scariness level of all the deals that were made and not made. So an example would be. If the 76ers had traded for Kyle Lowry, he would be in the top tier of scariness, uh, which in this tier system, for some reason, is the S tier, is 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 the top tier. And then it goes, the second tier is A, B, C, D, E, F. <laughs> so, for some reason, S is number one. This is Don't one, know why. This is one of these incredibly popular internet tier maker things. Everybody, I would say, well, I don't know. I can't speak for our audience. If Mike doesn't, Mike does kind of typify a certain portion of the audience. So I'll be I'll be generous and say at least <laughs> the intelligent, <person>. yeah. <laughs> at least the, the people that aren't like terminally on the internet, like like I am. Um, <clears throat> but but uh, uh, yeah, so this is a big popular thing that people do, right? It's these uh, the S tier is the best, F tier is the worst. Should be and S also scary starts with an S, Mike. So. This this works. You're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. You're getting Mike. A- so we, Mike so called me up and he was pissed about this. He's like, "This I'm furious, make, it, yeah. make it a one. <laughs> make it. I'm always thinking of audience first. Audience guy. Okay. The, the audience is always right. And I'm thinking of the audience here. And it looks like you can edit this. I, I didn't realize it was a template. I look like I can't. I probably can. Anyways, too late now. We're all we're already in. So I'm gonna be. I'll probably be throwing an S or one. I'll be trying to. I'll try to. Continually orient the audience. S is for this. most scary. A is for ah. Uh, B is for boo. C is for chilling. Chilling. Yeah. D is for delightful. Perfect. And then or E is for electric. Yeah. And F is for fiery. Beautiful. Doesn't really mean anything. Okay, let's start it off here with the uh, the first contestant I see all the way. Javale McGee peeking up here a little bit. There he goes. Javale McGee was traded to the Denver Nuggets. Um, he was rumored to maybe be a Brooklyn Net, but he was traded to the Denver Nuggets. Um, 
so we care about Western Conference and there's going to be some Western Conference things. I think the scariness is if you're afraid of ghouls, you know, it's like the Eastern Conference. If you're afraid of uh, what's another paranormal, uh, fearful thing um like in in anything like like a werewolf like a vampire yeah, yeah. like a van or werewolf vampire yeah, yeah. uh mystical creatures sure. um a ghoul i like you and ghoul a, a ghoul, <laughs> a ghoul. Mm. eastern conference are the ghouls and uh vampires are are the are the western conference and so we're more afraid of ghouls because the nets are in the eastern conference uh i go i nice. mean Javel, I'm not, doesn't do anything for me i'm not afraid i put him in e tier yeah you know it uh, doesn't do with so here's a th- uh, when i was kind of like considering this because so and i and i don't want to jump the line but are we doing like the nuggets post their trade activity should we like should we com- combine that a little bit because together i would think i think the aaron gordon stuff is actually kind of interesting it. Combine it, yeah. I mean, and it should be, you know, JaVale's a little bit of a sidecar here, obviously, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's an interesting fit for for the Nugs. I haven't watched too many Nuggets games, although I did talk a mountain of shit about Aaron Gordon before watching him play uh, the Nets in that in that woeful Magic game, um, and I regretted it, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets was my favorite sort of like, oh, that's a weird basketball trade trade that happened during the deadline because the Nuggets is the exact team that he can go to. They have a five in Jokic who has a tremendous passing ability. He can Jokic could be anywhere on the floor because he can shoot and pass the way he does. So Aaron Gordon can operate near the rim. And then on the defensive end, Aaron Gordon can be just like, you know, Zach Lowe has compared him to what he could be which is Draymond Green. He could be that versatile of a defender. Obviously, he isn't Draymond. Draymond's one of the great defenders in the NBA history, but he has the def- the flexibility to do that. I, if I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm excited. I'm very excited with what just happened uh, in terms of scariness. I like what you have. Right now, you kind of have an A, B, C. I would, I would crunch it down to the B. It's a very, it's a boo. Because Aaron Gordon, if you're thinking about the Nets, he would be a guy who, in a playoff matchup, you know, he has switching flexibility and he has the ability to kind of potato sack defenses way on Kevin Durant. So. I'm, I'm going to say in a vacuum, JaVale McGee does nothing for me. I mean, he's yeah. not completely, you know, not registering. So I, I have him in the maybe ED. The, the, the erectile dysfunction <laughs> area. The erectile dysfunction <laughs> district. Right that, yeah. That tier. Right around there. Um, yeah. So B's a little scary. I think if we were a Western Conference yeah. focused podcast, that would be scarier. I, I also, well, just not to say, I mean, I still, so I can't, I don't know if I can attribute this to um, him just being like on the magic for way too long on a, that middling team and kind of just like looking for his own shot at this point and wanting to increase his value and GTFO. Um, that's sort of the vibe I got because his like playmaking had been lauded, but his, he had some bad decisions making stuff. I was like, I wouldn't want this guy on my team. That's sort of how I saw it. So I don't know. He's beat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay, next guy. You've spent your Dinwiddie there. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, it's fun to include him, you know, like, because <laughs> in a world where he comes back, how much is that? I mean, I know I know it's super fringe and it's not even, like, super responsible to talk about, but, like, does that actually uh, <laughs> move the needle? It's, it's like talking about AstraZeneca blood clotting cases. That's right. It's so rare. That's right. Very damaging to talk about, in, you know, uh, that way. Actually, I have no clue. I shouldn't talk about it. But anyways, um, 
<laughs> so are we saying how scary, like how we want to grapple with I, the Dinwiddie I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying like from an, another team's perspective, it's obviously not <laughs> scary at all, but like does Dinwiddie as part of our roster, like move the needle? Uh, it's funny I to think, think it, I think, I think yeah, it does. I think it's funny to think of just how much we were expecting to watch, like, you know, our, you know, it, like, it being Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and then like Karis, Spencer and Levert, um, I mean, and uh, Jared Allen and, uh, and to have it just not none of that work out and be watching a completely different team is interesting. Um, yeah. And I wonder what it'll like. It'll be a little bit of culture shock, I bet, when Spencer comes back, um, if he I, does. And and you and I are both believers in Spencer's flexibility, his his fungible tokens. Uh, he's not a non-fungible. He's incredibly fungible. He's a fungible guy. So I, if I was another team, I'd put – if he came back, we're saying let's say he's stuck with the Nets, and he, which he has, and he comes back – I put that B tier for other teams because that's just another ball handler off ball guy that could be included in like bench lineups where instead of trot like Tyler Johnson, you're not getting any minutes. So then the bench lineups are basically like Harden or Kyrie with Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Shamit or like Joe Harris or Shamit, Blake and, you know, Otto Porter. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just another like – It's just another meme of like, oh my God, they have so many guys. You know, it just adds to that, to that meme, which is nice. It's, and that can be a little, that's a scary meme sometimes for people. Anyways, scary scary meme. Um, uh, next up is Evan Fournier. I go Fournier. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so where would you put, so, uh, the trade, I should say that he got traded to the Celtics. Fournier or Fournier is on an expiring deal. So he fits right in that beautiful trade exception that they have, and they just sent out some picks. So the Celtics get a free player um, who is good, 20 points per game, good shooter, all that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be so dismissive. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I have been dismissive of 48 over the years. I don't want to be too dismissive. I don't want to I don't want to discount anything. And, and this is gonna also factor into the old depot comments that I'll have later. I think it's a thing. If you look at the Celtics right now, I think they're the eighth seed. Um, they're two games under 500. Mar- they just got back Marcus Smart. Um, but they're obviously a scary eighth seed. If they even, if they stick in that spot, that's not, Yeah. that's not like, even though they're not having a good year and I enjoy their failure, it's their scary eighth seed. And Fournier is actually a guy, like, I think he's better than Harrison Barnes for them. And that was the guy who, that they were talking about. Like he's a, He's a better shooter overall as a profile and he can score and he's, he's a good guard that they can kind of throw in the mix there. It's not super scary. I'm not, you know, it's, it's a scary movie with some comedy in it. Scream. It's a scream. scream. Um, I, I am actually, so this again goes back into the, like, is it itself in a vacuum? that scary. No, but like to your point, like the, Celtics as an eighth seed with a little bit more firepower is just not, it's really not the team I want to play. And I think this moves them a little bit. I think it definitely moves the needle. I don't think, I I don't know why that they continue to want scoring wings. Everybody, everybody that I listen to in Celtics land continues to talk about like they want more scoring wings. I, I mean like their whole offense is built around so you guys were like mini Carmelo Anthony's in the way that they are scoring wings. Like, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but like Jalen Brown and Tatum just take turns doing like just grinding for nine foot turnarounds. Like that's, that's their offense. And I mean, it's not that Fournier is that, but he's not far from that. And from what I've seen, like he's, you know, he, he's a little bit more of a, you know, cutter and shooter. And like, he, you know, he can do a little bit more off the ball stuff. 
but he doesn't not, he kind of operates in the mid range as a scoring wing. Uh, he, you know, so anyways, it's just somebody explain that to me. I don't know. Is that my crazy for thinking that like, that's the main mechanism of their offense at this point. And if I were them, I would be looking to maybe supplement, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're, they've got diminishing returns with the Kemba situation. I mean, having like a water bug point guard doesn't seem like something that they need. If, if Kemba comes back and does their thing. <laughs> what a lame, by the way, just what, yeah. like the, that is one of the terms we use for, for uh, an athlete that the, if he was small and quick, yeah. like, who who popularized water bug? Because I've never had a conversation about water bugs ever in my life besides a, a, a quick athlete. Yeah, you know, um, so, it's yeah, it's I mean, illustrative. I mean, honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, I get it. It's I get that. I get the popularity. Yeah, because sure. you know how they dance on the top of the water. You've seen the type, like that's <laughs> <laughs> those water bugs. Um, um, so, anyways, I I don't think it solves as many problems for them. I I, I think it just continues to make them you know, a, a tough out, uh, but ultimately an yeah. out. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm going like, I'm going kind of a ish. I'm leaning more a than B. Yeah. I, I think it's a good, I mean, they didn't give up anything for him. Now I think they made other moves and Daniel Tice is on here, but they gave away Daniel Tice for nothing for Mo Wagner. Um, who w- Nets fans used to dream about Mo yeah. Wagner. Doesn't, he, doesn't everyone hate him in Washington? Do they hate him? Yeah. 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 So the, the, da- I, I mean, I, I think Daniel Tice, was good for them. Um, and I'm happy that he's off the Celtics. Fournier is a little scary. Like again, if they're the eighth seed, they're the seventh seed, whatever, that's, that's a tough first round matchup. You'd rather play the Hawks, Pacers, Knicks, even, even though the Knicks one would be an emotionally charged series. But, um, I, it's, it is, it is scary. I think it's a scary. I think you're right. It's right there. Mm. Um, next guy up old Georgie Hill. Uh, Georgie Hill has been from team to team to team has been the sort of the standard in baseball. There's the Mendoza line, which is the 200 batting average, which not that it's considered average, but it's like, that's the baseline of whatever, uh, George Hill's the baseline point guard. He, and even though he's a good three pointer, he's just, he is the standard point guard. He went to the 76ers in a deal. Um, I, it's almost like the opposite of scary. Mm. It's heart, it's uh, heartening. It's a, a warm, comfy feeling. Um, it's watching a Nancy Myers movie, if you will, mm. for you continue making a, um, as good as it gets. I don't know. Is that Nancy Myers? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, them getting George Hill made me happy. Yeah. Because that meant that Kyle Lowry wasn't going to the 76ers. So I'm going to put him all the way at the F tier. Oh, wow. As a statement that Kyle, and we'll talk about Kyle Lowry, but- and we, we might, you might as well bring him up. Yeah, let's bring him up. Let's bring him up. Kyle Lowry. The fact that Kyle Lowry isn't on the 76ers <clears throat> leaves me bullied about the Nets. Mm-hmm. Bullied. Because he would have been a difference maker in that series. He he is exactly what the 76ers need. And him not being on that team is a big win. How did it not happen? I mean, ultimately, like what 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 exactly was the hang up here? They should have they should have done that so so fast, so hard. There's some, I mean, I have to look up the reporting on it, like exactly from what I remember, like the asking price was two first round picks, Tybal, Thibel, and Therese Maxey, which is, yeah, that's substantial uh, for a guy who's 35 and, you know, on his way out and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, you know, that's a lot to give up for just a, for an older guard. Yeah. Um, and I, I get it from their perspective, but 
I'm as yeah. a Nets podcaster, you have to be. Got, you got to love it. Got to love splitting splitting that talent up on on two teams. Got to love it. Do you think Do you think George Hill has any real impact for Los Seventy Sixers? <clears throat> I know that there are George Hill guys out there in in the sports media. Some, yeah. If you, if you, if I may, some people would die on that hill for George Hill. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, I I have not Sorry. seen that. I've <laughs> hiding your face in shame. Um, I have not seen that. I I mean, I'm sure there's good reason for it. He's never played um, sort of in our proxy before, so I haven't spent a whole lot of time watching George Hill stuff. Um, it doesn't move the needle for me based on what I know about this veteran combo guard. That doesn't that doesn't do it for me. That doesn't put any fear. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically, I think we dodged a bullet. If I could, you know, put a bow on it. Bullet dodged. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers, I just had the Lakers were were rumored to be the team to maybe get Kyle Lowry as well. Uh, there was one report I forget who it was from that basically the Lakers uh, were offering Contavious Caldwell Pope, Dennis Schroeder, maybe like a pick, second round pick or something, and then. The Raptors came back and asked for uh, Talon Horton Tucker, um, young big guy. Um, the or not big guy. He's just kind of like junky, which I like. I, I support. We support beefiness thick, thick, on please. the show. Thick, please. Yeah, yeah two C's. Um, Lakers not making a move. Obviously, it's an F. It's exciting. They may still pick up onto Drummond. That doesn't bother me as as a, a Nets observer. That if they got Drummond, that wouldn't scare me. It would help them, I'm sure, but it wouldn't scare me. Um, I am very happy. That's an F that they didn't they didn't get uh, any additional talent. I agree. Easy, Lou, sweet Lou, sweet sweet Lou. Um, so Hawks were an interesting team. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they were rumored to maybe trade John Collins, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, Rondo's the guy that they traded. Someone who was was not good at basketball for them this year. Rondo continues to have. An amazing legacy, yeah. Of I actually kind of being feel like very good <laughs> yeah. at moments and then being horrible. I feel like we should have moments. added Rondo to this list just because, like, weirdly, I think he could just come right back and play meaningful minutes for the Clippers, just because that's how that's the thing he could do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have put. A, I guess we should have had a picture for him too because yeah. it's blew it. it. It, I mean, playoff Rondo or engaged Rondo is a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what? What a great what a great like uh, legacy to have. Yeah. Um, Weirdly, it feels like Lou Williams has played in Atlanta before. Um, I mean, I know he's 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 from just Orlando or uh, from Atlanta. Yeah. Obviously, the famous Magic City chicken wing incident during the bubble. Yes, he's been associated um, with the city for a long time. Um, so it just feels right. You know, I just want to say that. I mean, he doesn't make me necessarily that scared because he's had a very bad season, um, and I think it's. I think it's begun. The decline has be- has begun, maybe for for Lou. Although maybe the change of scenery will you know do him some good. But his numbers from the season have fallen off pretty significantly. Um, and Clippers fans are over the Lou Williams playoff experience, from what I'm from what I'm hearing. So overall, as far as like a spooky eighth seed, um, I don't think that moves the needle a ton. I will say so. The the Hawks right now are tied for, with the Knicks in the Heat. For five, six, and seven seeds, which is a very strange grouping of, of teams at the moment. Um, at, at some point, they're going to get Bogdan Bogdanovich back. I think 
being past the trade deadline will alleviate some of the John Collins worries. John Collins, I think, came out today and said basically, like, I want to be here forever. I want to be a hawk forever. This is the team that I was with. Um, they've won eight straight or something, or they had won eight straight under Nate McMillan, and then they've lost two in a row recently. Um, they are a team on the rise. Lou Williams is better for them than Rajon Rondo. I'm going to go D. I mean, it's a it's a piece. I'm not scared, but I think it's it's D level tier. You know, if if we're saying the C tier is sort of average, I, I'm not saying it's even average. I'm just saying it's a little. Yeah, that's fine. It's a little juice. <clears throat> I'm with that. Um, I think little, I'm, little dread. I'm interested little, to little see fear. how and if and how the Hawks can consolidate some in some of these players because they have a lot of good parts. Um, it's not. It hasn't amounted to much, much more than they've seen. I don't know that this really moves the needle again. Um, but they have a lot of good guys and a lot of good contracts. So I don't know. seems like they could do some stuff. Um, we have two more guys left. Uh, the pretty, probably the biggest names that were moved for the Eastern conference teams, uh, Nikola Vucevic, mm-hmm. Vooch, um, a very fun trade, uh, Orlando magic sending Vooch and Al Farouk Amino out and getting Otto Porter, Wonder Caller and picks, this is a this is I'm just gonna say a tier for me. Only this reason. Wow. I did not expect this. Um Vooch has always killed the Nets. Always. <laughs> yeah. He's a he is the type of of center who will always kill the Nets and has always killed the Nets. I mean he's been killing most teams in the NBA. The Bulls are the type of team that the Nets could see in the first round. Oh my god. You're really you're you're I'm just saying it's a little scary if 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 Thad Young it, he fits with Thad Young. He fits with Zach Levine. There's pieces that they have now that's a little scary, not like overly scary, but a Fair. little scary. I, I and I, I actually kind of weirdly have liked Alfred Camino for years. I've quietly, yes. I've quietly yeah. enjoyed him and thought, you know, from at least from an ESPN fantasy perspective, um, there's been he's been a fringe guy for years. Um, you know, rare fringe. My guy. friends call me Al Farouk Amore. That's how much I've liked him. Wow. You get it? It means like I get it. I get it. Um, and it was great. Um, that's a weird one. I actually, this is why, by the way, everyone should be watching YouTube because you get to see Brian's yeah. <laughs> facial reactions to the things, this terrible thing as I said. Um, and finally, the big one. The big kahuna, Mike. Victor Oladipo. Is, is washing ashore here. What do we got? Um, Victor how, Oladipo how goes to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um should, okay. I should have had Lamarcus Aldridge because based on everything we're hearing, it seems like a like that's going to be the thing. Um, so, anyways, but let's let's try to in a vacuum it. Sorry, I always do this. No, no, no. I I, I think anti vacuum. Okay, anti vacuum. Okay. Free fall. Unsuck. We're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna we're gonna put in it's a leaf blower. Oladipo, Aldridge, and the and I think Dragic is getting healthier. And the Heat are playing better. We're gonna put them all, mush them into a beautiful ball. So here's my thing about Oladipo. Everyone, I mean, the Rockets trading James Harden, where they could have had Karis LeVert, and yet they redirected Karis LeVert to Indiana so that they could have Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. And then they trade Victor Oladipo for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk in a pick swap. Um, that's horrible. Like, I, and we all, I think everyone understands and the Rockets are the team that everyone's bashing on on Twitter. Um, my, my thing is this, yeah. real quick, is... There's a reason why Victor Oladipo only got what he got. Ooh. Thanks. Okay. That, there's a reason. If he was if he was good, if mm-hmm. he was as good as he used to be, 
many more teams would have been in on that action. There were a lot of two guards that got moved hands that changed teams in this trade deadline. Victor Oladipo was one of them. If he was better, uh, the Rockets would have gotten more. The Rockets aren't that dumb that mm. they couldn't find a better deal. They couldn't find a better deal for Victor Oladipo. So that was it. That's indicative of maybe how good Mr. Oladipo is. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing that argument. Again, I will say that of the uh, like <laughs> of the systems and, uh, and general operations that could resurrect a Victor Oladipo and inject some some NOS is that what they're using in when you put that in your <laughs> in your sleeper car? Um, yes. That that might be the group to do it. Um, sure, you know Jimmy Butler has a special way of motivating people that maybe Victor will be re- receptive to. Um, so yeah, again, like I. I Having watched a little bit of him this season and just seen his numbers, it's it's not a it doesn't paint a rosy picture, um, but I, I think it's a it's an interesting reclamation project and one with a very high ceiling possibly. Um, so it does register on the spooky meter. Um, and especially if we can combine that with Lamarcus Aldridge, to one one extra little like thing here, Bob Windrum, friend of the pod, um, operates the Nets Daily multi-channel network. Um, had a good tweet that referenced his own uh, reporting about how always the, or seemingly the, the pattern is teams that value young players versus uh, picks in these types of trades almost always fare much better long-term. So this is the, the Houston Rockets here have, are fallen into a, an interesting spot because, you know, they could have had a pretty nice, you know, crew of of young nets players on this team um and i think they passed on that and prioritized the picks well they i think they prioritize money they didn't want to the reason why oladipo's leaving is they know they don't want to pay him yeah uh the reason why they didn't want jared allen is because they would have to pay him this off season and they didn't want to do so they just paid christian wood they don't want to pay jared Allen, even though it's like just grab jared allen he's going to be great you have two of those guys and you can trade one of them down the road they didn't want Levert, even though he's on a great contract, because he has money on his deal. Like the Rock, I mean, that's the thing. Like everyone's making fun of Raphael Stone, mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets GM. I just think they're operating from a place the GM is where he's like he knows his owner doesn't want to take on extended money. The Rockets could have made deals for that. Yeah. Um. But okay, fair. Yeah, fair. I'll hear that. I'll scariness. Hear that. Scariness, though. I. This is where even though I kind of crapped on Victor Oladipo and was like, no one wants him. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I'll say him plus Aldridge plus healthier Goran Dragic plus Heat playing better. That's an A. I'm going borderline AS. I, I, I've mm. I've kind of thought I'm worried. Like the Heat have a second act in them for sure. It's it's begun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of lumping him in with just like referencing the heat in general. Um, sure. And I think that they're, they're tooling up, you know, it's now they've, they've maybe had the, um, the post bubble blues, uh, but it feels like that's changing. Yeah. And so my whole thing with the reclamation, like, I don't like, obviously Victor is, he's put up some numbs, but his efficiency is horrible. I don't know if you have enough time to reclaim that wood. Uh, this quickly, right? Like <laughs> yeah. reclaimed. Yeah, quickly. no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think you have time to like <laughs> get him in there, fix his body and to get him back on track. I think yeah. for next season, it's scary if he resigns and they can really fully, you know, get him into that heat culture. Uh, 
I do. They just added a bunch of talent. They basically gave up Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk, and we'll get back Oladipo and Lamarcus Aldridge. They they'll fit exactly into those roles, and be, they are better players. So, um, I think it's scary. It's something. It's something to be afraid of. So you put it between SA. I'll I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll, I just I just think the Heat are. I mean, in general, like, I mean, looking at this whole landscape here, and let's take Spencer out because that's sort of like us. I mean, we did pretty well here. None of this registered as S. You know, nobody's totally consolidated to the point where they're, like, really stacking up and, and going to, like, kind of fire some ballistic missiles at the Nets' chances here. So, all in all, sure. I think it was a great trade, dead, trade deadline for Nets-centric purposes, you know, generally speaking. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'm the person who put Vucevic in tier A, which is the second tier. If you understand the system, <laughs> it's the second tier, <laughs> which um, nobody nobody could possibly understand the complexities of this of the system. Yeah, and and I and I probably overrated Vooch. I think you I, mean, d- I really... think you did looking at this. So let's move move him down to B. I'm gonna let's move. Him I'm down gonna, I'd feel a lot better if we did, frankly. Okay, but I I I think the Victor picture again is a combination of factors, not just Victor Oladipo. I'm not really scared of Victor Oladipo. I just think the collection yeah. of talent is increasing. Represents the for, team to a certain extent. Yeah. For the team that represented the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals last year. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Oh, um, we're out. Wow, look at that. Um, if you want to hear more podcasts about basketball and baseball and hockey and NFL, check out the Athletic Podcast Network. Mm. There are so many great podcasts in the Athletic Podcast Network. Um, thank you all for listening to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. They got they got hockey hockey podcasts. They got hockey podcasts. He's a cop. Tommy. He's a cop. Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> He's a cop. Tommy. He's a cop. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, everybody. At BK Glue Guys. Sorry. Nets Daily. Join the Discord. Smush the follow. Smash the like in the YouTube where everyone's going to go. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>